Hello and welcome to Allegedly Astrology. Each week we break down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. Thanks for listening. And if you guys want to support us even more, you can subscribe to our Patreon. For $5 a month, you get at least two extra episodes. You could also leave us a five-star review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listed on. And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and DM us a screenshot of that review, we'll make you a custom meme of your big three and send you a quick write-up about it. We also have cool Allegedly Astrology stuff on TeePublic, so go there to check it out. And make sure to follow us on social media. We're Allegedly Astrology on Instagram, Reddit, and TikTok, and Allegedly Astro on Twitter. And you can visit our website, allegedlyastrology.com, to learn more about us and the show, or book a reading with me, Dana, and check out charts and transcripts for select episodes. So, Dana, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about Ariana Grande's dating history. And what a history it is. If you don't know, Ariana Grande is a singer and actress known for her four-octave vocal range, which has led her to be compared to Mariah Carey. She's received critical acclaim and awards throughout her career and was named by Time as one of the most influential people in the world. She's also dated some big names and has recently come under fire for allegedly breaking up couples time and time again. And that is what we are going to focus on today. (laughs) So let's learn about Ariana's love life and her astrology. Yes. So Ariana Grande fans, do not come for us. We know she's talented. We know she's successful. But yeah, I'm going to criticize her and side with her in this, okay? (laughs) That she's done possibly some shady things. So a quick overview on her. She was in a Broadway musical, 13, at age 13. And then she landed the role of Cat Valentine on the Nickelodeon t- TV series Victorious. And after four seasons, Victorious ended and she recorded her debut album and the first single debuted at number one. And she's been crushing it ever since. So, Dana, what's her big three? OK, Ariana was born on June 26, 1993 at 9.16 p.m. in Boca Raton, Florida. And she has a Cancer Sun, a Libra Moon and a Capricorn Rising. Sarah, oh, she not- has tell us some stuff about her. You, you oh, yeah, we are similar. Yeah, you have a different three. Same big three, but not in the same order. Yeah. Next. Okay, so a Cancer sun. This is a very alluring sun. It's a hot girl sun sign. It's a sign that starts the, the beginning of summer. It's emotional. It's someone who's like in their feelings. I feel like all of her songs are pretty much in her feelings. And her Cancer sun is ruled by a Libra moon conjunct Ooh. Jupiter, which is the exaltation ruler of this of her Cancer Sun. So this is where we kind of get maybe someone who can both be really into relationships, like maybe someone who, what's the word, perpetually monogamous? Is that what they call it? There's a word for it. Someone who's like never single. Oh, but also yeah, like, like serial monogamous. Yeah, that's it. Serial. So the moon conjunct Jupiter in general is nice. It's like big feelings. It's in her 10th house, which gives her both the appeal of for like the crowd the nation her reputation is someone who's like very pretty libra is a very beautiful sign but also libra doesn't always have the reputation for being someone who stays sometimes libras get pinned with being cheaters it's really just someone who i guess there's like the love addicts the slaw sex and love addicts anonymous so maybe we get that but she also has this capricorn rising which is pretty solid i mean capricorn risings are some of the hardest working people in the world Hers is exactly to the degree conjunct Uranus and Neptune. So she's a a remixed Capricorn in and of itself. Neptune is going to make someone who has a dreamy quality about them in general also can get unfair criticism or people 
pin this sort of dreamy quality onto them. And then once that fades, once the person sees the real you or like, you know, gets like a dose of your reality, that person, either a fan, a lover, a partner, even an enemy will then like, you know, turn on you. And then you get the unfair part of like the worst half. At least you have this in your chart. So I don't know if you've ever experienced that. And then Uranus can make you a trailblazer, can make you someone who both stands out, someone who's like really magnetic, someone who can have like quick relationships too. And her rising is ruled by Saturn in Pisces at literally zero degrees. So even her progressed Saturn is already retrograde back into a grace. That's how zero her Pisces is. Yeah. So having your Saturn in Pisces is also going to change a little bit of the Capricorn profile. Pisces is, is not, it's not known for its like commitment, even though Saturn is a planet of commitment. It's sort of like, you know, like we're here for like, you know, someone who's like lived many lives who. Yes. And it's been one many lifetimes in one life. I think it's also important to point out that serial monogamists are not always committed. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. that's just because you, you use the word monogamy, but you're only committed for the time that you are. And that's right. it. That's brilliant. Yeah. She also has Mercury, which is a planet of change. And it's the one planet that the ancient astrologers didn't assign to gender to. So it's the original they, them. It's sort of like all about going between, you know, like, I mean, Mercury gestation retrograde, things are going to change. And that's in her conjuncture descendant in her seventh house of relationships. So this is sort of like things are changing. And her seventh house is ruled by the moon, which is another planet that relates so much to change. So it's sort of, and her moon being in Libra also can indicate changing relationships. So we sort of get like this really, I don't want to say obvious profile, but this, her chart like is pretty fascinating. She also has Venus exactly trying at 20 degrees her rising in Taurus, so in the fifth house where it is in its house of joy. So it's in its favorite house to be in. This gives her that beautiful voice. Taurus is the sign of the voice. And Venus is also going to make her pretty. It's going to make her interesting, alluring, an artist. And her opposite Pluto, which is where you get some of that darker love, the darker parts of her relationships. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot of layers to her chart. She's a deep person, but she can seem superficial because she does have air placement. So that can give you sort of like the, you know, with a, with a Libra moon ruling her cancer placements, she can sort of deflect her own depth. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so interesting that her Venus is in the fifth and her son is in the seventh. It's like, it's a relationship yeah. girl. Yeah. She loves love. She the loves relationship it. girly. <laughs> so the first ex of Ariana we're going to cover is Mac Miller. Knock, knock, banger. Rest in peace, Alrighty. my friend. Rip. Um, one was a rapper and producer and their love all started with a tweet on Thanksgiving. Ariana tweeted asking people what they were thankful for. And he responded. Oh my God. So cute. So cute. That is very cute. And this tweet led them to recording a rendition of Baby It's Cold Outside for the holidays. And then they later collaborated on her 2013 single, The Way. And it is speculated that Mac and his long-term girlfriend at the time broke up because he cheated on her with Ariana. And we know this, or we think this, because his ex said this happened in her blog. Side note, don't get too excited because we are not going to cover Big Sean in this app. We just have too many juicy things to talk about. Um, but Ariana also dated Big Sean and Big Sean's ex, Naya Rivera, also R.I.P., Said in her book that she caught Big Sean cheating on her with Ariana. So oh, the yeah. plot thickens there. Yes. <laughs> and Mac and Ariana said they were just friends. 
but that all changed in 2016. She was featured on his 2016 single, My Favorite Part, and that's when they took their relationship public. Yes, Ariana made it Instagram official where she shared a photo of her and Mac hugging on the floor with the caption, baby. (laughs) And Mac would later say, she's my best friend in the world. So let's look at the two of their bi wheels. Okay. Mac was born January 19th, 1992 at 846 a.m. in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And he has a Capricorn sun, a Cancer moon and an Aquarius rising. Okay. So yeah, they wow a lot already going on just by hearing those big three. Listen to that. So both of them are ruled by Saturn. He's an Aquarius rising that's ruled by Saturn. She's a Capricorn rising ruled by Saturn. His Saturn's in his first house, which is going to have made him both have difficult experiences in life, but also be a hard worker and one of a kind among the crowd. Someone who's different because he's the same. Um, Rest in peace, Mac. Also, okay, Max Moon is conjunct. The first thing I saw, Max Moon is conjunct Ariana's descendant and Mercury. So that's incredible. The descendant is the point of the partner and having the moon, which is our needs are like, you know, how we feel. It's like being comfortable with someone conjunct the descendant is going to make you learn a lot about life and a lot about yourself. But she also has her son here. So that's going to both it's going to bring out her. This is one of those things where it's like when a woman or when a man's moon is conjunct a woman's son, it's sort of like this. It's like technically like really appeasing sinistry because the moon is sort of like his inner it's one of his inner feminine parts and then the sun is sort of like one of her inner masculine parts and so that's like this like they blend together in a way that they can bring out i guess we could say the anima and the animus is more sort of like gender neutral and also young in which i like um and so the moon conjunct the descendant that's going to be like okay you're my partner it's conjunct uh, conjunct and ruling her son that's going to bring out her like who she really is and who she wants to see herself as and then when the moon, when your moon's conjunct someone's Mercury and vice versa, that means that you guys can communicate feelings. So Mac being an Aquarius rising and a Capricorn sun, he's like probably not someone who's like, I mean, he gets his, his, you know, he got his feelings out in songs and stuff, but like there's a lot going on for Capricorns and Aquarius are always thinking, but they're always talking, but they're not ever really talking about their feelings. And so that's going to really bring that out, which I love, you know, they had a special connection for sure. Max South Node is also conjunct Ariana's sun. And so that's pretty special. So the South Node is a place where it's like, you know, it's a little, it's comfort. It's similar to the moon. It's, it's not like the moon is like what you need to be comfortable. The South node can be like a comfort zone. And so when that's conjunct someone's sun, it's going to be this like magnetic pull. The nodes are eclipse points and they have this like a lot of gravity to them. So you feel, people say it feels destined. It feels like a past life connection. It feels like, you know, like you've been here before. And then Ariana's North node is conjunct Max Midheaven and Sagittarius and her South node is conjunct his IC. So haters would say that she brought him down, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but her North Node being conjunct as Midheaven indicates that she might have r- risen his fame. The Midheaven is reputation and, you know, fame. And so that could have brought that out. Also, he has his Venus in the same sign as her North Node. So that's going to really exacerbate this sort of like destined feeling and like love between them. Venus is, of course, love. And Mac has like this hefty Capricorn stellium in Ariana's first house. He has his Mars, which is sex and pursuit his north node which is you know gravity it's sort of like what you fear what you need to do though too mercury communication uranus and neptune and his son which is going to make him like a really good rapper right and he has sort of like a dry gravelly voice which is also kind of capricorn and his son is like conjunct her ascendant so that's going to really sort of like all of those planets in your first house like he's gonna you know change her life he's gonna make her feel different and like maybe with the mercury there too he can make her feel smarter than she maybe thought she was. He can really bring things out of her that maybe she didn't know she had. Also, since we're on our asteroid kick, 
Ariana's Juno and Chiron are conjunct Max Descendant, which is beautiful. So Juno being the partner, the the wife, you know, stereotypically. Well, Juno was Jupiter's wife. So if you have Ju- Jupiter and Juno synastry, that's like tight too. Um, but just Juno in general is sort of like your your partner. It's like what you need. And so having her Juno conjunct his descendant sort of like, okay, this is a bit of a shoo-in for a relationship, definite attraction. But when it crosses a descendant... Is that like good or bad? Because isn't I mean, your descendant like w- like what brings the you down? Other. It's the it's other. Like, yeah, it could be. I mean, it's like your it's your known opponent, so it's what comes up in lawsuits, which we talk about on our Lizzo episode on our Patreon. If you want to check that out, and it's also though it's like your it's marriage, so it's contracts of all mm. sort and like you know stuff that goes into legal commitments. Mm. And if you're like you're playing a game, that's that's the other team. The first house is, is your team. Seven thousand team. For Chiron though is also on his descendant, yeah. which is could be healing, yeah. but also she probably could bring yeah. up a lot of wounds yeah. unintentionally in him. Or intentionally. Uh, Who knows? Or intentionally. So though they were cute together after years of a very loving relationship, they announced their split. And we're going to look at their Davison chart on the Patreon. So make sure you sign up to get that juicy info. Yes, but news of the Ariana and Mac split did not sit well with fans. Fans filled their Instagram account comment sections with like heartbreak and crying emojis. And it also didn't help that after Ariana confirmed that they broke up, Mac was arrested for drunk driving and a hit and run after crashing his car. Which I feel like is that Chiron on the Descendant. Following his crash, it was reported that Ariana had moved on to Pete Davidson and fans were pissed and blamed her for Mac's car crash. A Twitter user said, Mac Miller totaling his G-Wagon, which like, God bless, (laughs) and getting a DUI after Ariana Grande dumped him for another dude after he poured his heart out on a 10-song album to her called The Divine Feminine is just the most heartbreaking thing happening in Hollywood. I would I would like to say like women can't win, but also like people are so unwell. That's such a great thing to think about. Well, Ariana had a really good clap back because when she heard about the comments, she shared a long message explaining what caused the demise of her relationship. Even though it's nobody's business, Ariana said, how absurd that you minimize female self-respect and self-worth by saying someone should stay in a toxic relationship because they wrote an album about them. Which, by the way, isn't the case. In parentheses, just Cinderella is about me. I am not a babysitter or a mother, and no woman should feel that they need to be. I have cared for him and tried to support his sobriety and prayed for his balance for years and always will. But shaming and blaming woman, women for a, man in, for a man's inability to keep his shit together is a very major problem. Let's stop doing that. Which, damn, girl. I agree. Damn, girl. Damn, but now I really need to see the Davison because I want to know those relationship dynamics. So though, though fans were always hoping they'd reunite, sadly, Mac tragically died of an accidental drug overdose. Gone too Sad. soon. Only the good die young. <laughs> anyway, next up, we have Pete Davidson. And Ariana and Pete first met in 2014 on Saturday Night Live and began dating shortly after her breakup from rapper Mac Miller. And allegedly, he too also cheated on his girlfriend, Cassie David, Larry David's daughter, which seems like not the best idea for someone who wants to be in comedy. And yeah, he cheated on her allegedly with Ariana. So the cheating rumors continue. Did you see what Cassie said about it? 
What did she say? Tell us. She said that she was like flying with her dad and she like the day before Pete said that he had never been happier and it was like two days since they had broken up. And then he saw she was scrolling Instagram and saw the picture of them and she cried the entire flight in her dad's arms. Oh, that's so sad. Wait, he said he'd never been happier with her. Yeah, he said no. Like, so they broke up and then like a day later, uh, I don't know, like she checked in maybe and he said that he had never been happier and and she was like, okay. And then the next day. (laughs) She was flying with her dad and saw an Instagram of Pete and Ariana. I Maybe remember one of she them, like, like dressed went, in like Slytherin robes, which I think weird. she like went to. Oh, yeah. I forget. I like, think she went to like South Africa and just like turned off her phone. And then like a month or two later, she came back and like posted like a really like thirst trappy photo and goes, "What I miss?" And I was like, "Yes." That's funny. For her. But Pete and Ariana were first seen together at the Billboard Music Awards, looking lovey-dovey backstage. They officially started dating in May 2018 and love to shower each other with affection on social media. And I honestly forgot about this, but they got engaged a month after they started dating. So they started dating in May 2018 and they got engaged June 2018. Wild. Which is crazy. And he got a tattoo for her. But honestly, that doesn't matter. Like, I feel like when you have so many tattoos, it does not matter when you do that. But she, someone with not that many tattoos, got a tattoo to honor his dad, who was a firefighter that died during 9-11. But like, why would you do that? That's so weird. That's so so weird. weird. And they also got... What was it? You don't don't know. I think it was his badge numbers. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe I could be wrong. But they also got an apartment and moved in together. So what is their bywheel? Okay, so Pete was born November 16th, 1993 in Staten Island. And he's a Scorpio sun, either a Capricorn or Sagittarius moon. Sagittarius moon is a sign of the clowns. But he also has a really gravelly <laughs> voice. So I feel like that could be real Capricorn of him too. He's so dry. Both of them are water suns. She's a cancer sun. He's a Scorpio sun. This is going to be... These are two signs who, like, want to crawl inside. Like, unzip your skin and crawl inside of each other. Like, they... <laughs> I'm not surprised at all that they... Like, they they got... They lived in an apartment together after one month because that's, like, the closest they could possibly get and they wanted to be closer. So he has a massive Scorpio stellium in her 11th house, including Jupiter and Venus, which are the two benefics. And so that's going to make... Uh, I mean, that's just going to, whenever Jupiter and Venus are together, that's, uh, even though Venus is debilitated in Scorpio, it still gets this nice Jupiter boost. It's also why he get, has that BDE, um, mm-hmm. the Scorpio so brooding. And he, it's also, he has Mercury here, which is going to make him funny, appealing, also dark. And he has his son conjunct Pluto here too. And so 11th house industry is really nice. This is going to be someone who boosts your morale. Even, even with Scorpio, it's going to be someone who like boosts your morale, makes you feel better, makes you feel like, you know, like the world can be brighter and... So this is generally really nice. And then he has his Juno, once again, the goddess asteroid of partnership, conjunct Ariana's moon and Jupiter in Libra. So also he, having his Juno in Libra kind of, to me, is maybe one reason why he's such a serial monogamist himself, it seems. I mean, maybe not. I don't know if we would necessarily go there, but with her moon and Jupiter there, it's going to like make him believe like, you know, I can do this forever. Like, I'm really in my feelings. Like, let's lock this shit down. Because I do think, like, that she said that when they were doing the table read for SNL when she hosted that, like, she was like, I'm going to marry this man. And he was, like, still very much in a relationship. Also, Ariana's Venus is in Taurus opposite Pete's Scorpio stallion. So this can create both tension and her, like, maybe calmness in a relationship and also her knowing her own needs 
can sort of freak him out a bit or, you know, make him sort of spin out maybe. But it can also be like this really fun tussle. Like oppositions are literally aspects of relationships. So it's where we learn about ourselves and others and sort of how the world works and that we can't, you know, just always things aren't always like one way and always ourselves. Also, her Capricorn ascendant is conjunct his Neptune and Uranus. And so a lot of millennials have Uranus, Neptune, and some of us even have Saturn in Capricorn. But since her ascendant is conjunct his, she's going to really bring out these qualities in him. So Neptune being the planet of escapism. So it's like nice. It's sort of, it could be deception. It could be lying. It could also be, you know, experimenting with like, you know, getting high together, doing, you know, doing shots, having a fun time. And then Uranus is going to be this magnetic attraction. So uh, that's going to also like bring that out for both of them. It can also be Uranus relationships. I mean, if someone only had Uranus aspects, which is like impossible, it's going to be like a quick, really like a quick, you know, in the blink of an eye type relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Pete's Saturn in Aquarius is opposite her Chiron in Leo. So that's sort of interesting to me. But and then Chiron's like, maybe like, maybe he did something that hurt her. Maybe she hurts him. It's just sort of this like, like one person's wounded, one person isn't giving enough. It's it's like a push and pull. That one is a little less fun than having Venus opposite Venus and Jupiter and the sun. So yeah, there's a lot going on here, but nothing necessarily. Well, I mean, his Mercury conjunct her midheaven is really tight. I mean, in an exact conjunction, which I do like. So in a way, he also, I would say his like Scorpio bad boyness sort of changed her profile because the midheaven has to do with your public reputation. So that changed her you know like even though she had dated sort of bad boys in the past like that relationship was kind of high profile even though she was the more famous one in it yeah mm-hmm. interesting his, his Chiron conjunct her Mars too is also going to be hot and horny I guess yeah hot and horny but yeah fans were really pissed about their engagement actually like they would comment negative things on each other on each of their social media profiles and they were engaged for only four months before they broke up. And that was because, you know, there was a lot of pressure from fans. Plus, Mac Miller's death took a toll on her and they broke up shortly after his death, like a month later. So her relationship with Pete and her other exes inspired her hit song, Thank You, Next. That was a moment in pop culture to witness. Yeah. I remember when we all worked in an office, my whole office got together and we like sat on the couch and like waited for the music video to come out. And then we like played it all together and like everyone came around to watch it. It was crazy. Yeah. When was the other time you said that? Because I when we talked about Jennifer Coolidge on the Patreon episode, because that's what brought back Jennifer Coolidge's career. Ariana Grande brought back Jennifer Coolidge's career with that music video, which is just a whole bunch of layers. But don't forget that album also had the song Break Up With Your Girlfriend Because I'm Bored. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's true. She told us, you guys. It's not her fault. She told us. us. (laughs) But going back to her weird tattoo she got of Pete Davidson's dad, Sarah was indeed right. It was the badge number. And she has since gotten it covered up with the name Myron, M-Y-R-O-N, which is the name of Mac Miller's dog that she adopted after he died. Okay. Okay, that's like so fucked up. Yeah. And he, they didn't get the dog together. Like he got that dog in 2017. So she, he didn't get that dog with her. 
It's so weird. It's also weird to just like cover up like a dead man's tribute. With a dead man's dog. (laughs) It's so messed up. But anyway, it's time to move on in her relationship timeline to Dalton Gomez. And this, he's not a famous guy. He's just a luxury real estate broker, just a random, just a random run of the mill rich dude. They started dating in January 2020 and got engaged that following December 2020. People described Ariana and Dalton as like a very great fit. However, again, we have an ex striking back. And after it was announced that they were together, Dalton's ex posted, when you see your ex with a girl they told you not to worry about. So again, allegations that Ariana cheated it's, it's rough out there. That's so really let's stressful. check out their bi wheel. Huh. Everybody with a boyfriend, you better watch out because if Ariana's bored, you're screwed. Yeah. If you see a high pony coming your way, you say, get out of here. <laughs> get bear mace, just in case. She seems scrappy. <laughs> Dalton was born August 7th, 1995 in San Bernardino, California. And we don't know what time. He has a Leo son and either a Sagittarius or Capricorn moon, just like Pete. I don't know anything about him, so I can't even speculate on what his might be. But he has his Mars and Libra conjunct Ariana's moon and Jupiter. And so this is spicy. Mars and Libra does not want to fight, and neither does the moon or Jupiter. So this can be, like, hot and horny. It can also be someone who's never going to bring up conflict. Like, he might not have wanted to address conflict with her. Maybe sometimes he was passive-aggressive. Or maybe, like, his issues can just get to her under her skin. That's can be sort of, like... Mars and the moon. But in general, I mean, it's going to be a tough aspect for couples to have, but also one that really, you know, kicks the libido into gear. He also has his Jupiter and Juno conjunct Ariana's North Node in Sagittarius. So like I said earlier, Jupiter is Juno's husband and like one of, I don't know, he had probably had like 98 wives. But yeah, so, and this is conjunct her North Node in Sagittarius in her 12th house. So this is going to be maybe someone who you can like share a bed with. That's what the 12th house is. Also, Jupiter conjunct the North Node, once again, these nodal sinistry is going to bring out some sort of gravity in this relationship. Like, you really feel like this was meant to be. And when her North Node conjunct his Jupiter and Juno can feel like, okay, this is destined to be my relationship, right? Like, this is what was always going to be. Also, like, we don't know if he has a Capricorn moon. His moon is opposite her sun in Cancer, which is difficult. And it's like something that you really learn about yourself. Because it's a full moon then. So the moon opposite the sun is a full moon. The moon in Capricorn is debilitated. So it can be someone who doesn't give her, you know, all... It doesn't necessarily maybe satisfy all of her emotional needs, which the sun in Cancer can have a lot of. But having the moon in her first house then would really sort of put her in in her, like, regular mode, right? Like, he can maybe feel her next move. He can sort of, without having to say, you know, like, they maybe could could be on the same page without really having to talk about it because Capricorn doesn't necessarily like to talk about feelings, but they can know them really well. Also, his North Node is in Libra. His, in late July, he had his nodal opposition. So that's called a divorce for many. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having her as North Node in Libra, it's 29 degrees, just in the same sign as her moon and her Jupiter. That's going to also sort of, you know, count towards this nodal sinistry, which really is going to enhance her emotions. And like when she feels good, Jupiter is the planet of feeling good. Jupiter is also the planet of collecting. So you can be collecting husbands and 
boyfriends and whatnot. <laughs> he, okay, so he also has this Leo stellium. She likes to date guys with stelliums, interestingly enough, where they have like a high concentration. So his Leo stellium is in her eighth house, which is a house that relates to commitment and intimacy and what you share. And so she has her Juno and Juno, Juno, her Juno and Chiron here. So once again, Juno is sort of like what you need in a relationship. His son conjunct her Juno could be like, especially since the son is dignified, it, it's in domicile and Leo could be like, okay, this is, this is exactly how it wants to like, how I want to feel, right? Like this is the first guy she dated that wasn't famous, but he's like, he's, you know, maybe a star in his own industry. Um, he also has his Venus here, which is love. So Venus conjunct someone's Juno. It's going to feel really good together. And he has his Vesta conjunct her Chiron. So that could be really healing for whatever issues she has. Vesta is the asteroid goddess of like sacrificial love. And his Mercury is there too. So he can maybe communicate to the wounded parts of her as the eighth house is like a really, it's a tough house. It can be like where you've experienced a lot of pain and where people um, want things from you, which maybe after a while she felt like he wanted too much from her, which could be possible with having this much eighth house industry. Also, Ariana's Venus and Taurus is square his Leo, Venus, Sun, Mercury, and Vesta. So that can be tough because Venus and Taurus definitely knows what it needs and will satisfy those needs. And it can be challenging for Venus and the Sun in Leo and Mercury. So it can be like, like I guess, I don't want to say necessarily like a a movable force it's sort of like just two rocks hitting each other i guess and i don't know what that creates and then her mercury in cancer is opposite his uranus and capricorn exactly so 27 degrees and so this can be people who can have like really surprising conversations also like she might say something or he might say something to her that they're like really blindsiding each other so that could be magnetic uranus often relates to magnetics industry but it could also be like oh shit what are you talking about dude <laughs> and so you can really like you know like just scare someone with that fun a fun synastry well again just like a lot of nodal stuff and i feel like also a lot of juno stuff yeah, right. which is good and i i also sometimes wonder because i feel like okay obviously you know a lot of people get like freaked out by squares but i feel like squares and synastry are good because like if everything's easy then it's gonna be boring you know yeah, i think our like, girl lisa if, kelly talks about that too yeah but i also feel like venus square each other like, obviously, it's like, okay, like, how you show love or affection is kind of, like, like not in conflict. Well, it is kind of in conflict, but I feel like Venus is also just, like, kind of an easygoing placement, so maybe that's, like, not even that bad. It's also funny because it's Taurus and Leo, which are the two, like, fixed, like, kittens walking around, you know? Like, where yeah. Scorpio and Aquarius are, like, sort of, like, walking in, like, gutter rain. <laughs> <laughs> Venus and Taurus are like feeding each other grapes and like being like, I like your outfit. I like your outfit too. Yeah. <laughs> like a beautiful garden. <laughs> Gutter water. So as we all know, these two kids got married. They tied the knot in a small ceremony with only 20 people in May 2021. They were very much like a COVID couple. Yeah. But they separated in early 2023 with the news of their split breaking two months after she posted a tribute to them on their second wedding anniversary. So that kind of like threw people off. They were like, you literally just like gushed about your relationship and now you're breaking up. But ultimately they said one of the reasons they broke up is just their relationship couldn't work in a post COVID world. Yep. That's, that's true for a lot of couples. She also got a tattoo, a matching tattoo with Dalton on her finger that says, L-O-M-L, which stands for love of my life. So I wonder oh, if she wow. still has that tat. Well, remains to be seen. But now we're fast forwarding to today. Where she's <laughs> dating Broadway alum, 
Ethan Slater, a.k.a. SpongeBob SquarePants, which is her co-star in the upcoming film adaptation of Wicked. He was allegedly separated from his wife, but reportedly didn't file for divorce until news of his romance with Ariana broke. So shadiness there. There's speculation that they both cheated on their spouses because they were both married at the time. So what's their by wheel like? This is a real this was a real curveball. Not going to well, lie. Yeah, I mean, I looked at so many photos. Just look at of the him. photos of them. <laughs> and then you'll see what we're talking about. Or my favorite is that you can watch him perform as SpongeBob, which is really he's he literally he's really was good SpongeBob. Yes, he was SpongeBob on Broadway. You have to Google oh. Google his performance after it's it's really good. Um, so he was born oh, on June second, nineteen ninety two, in Washington D.C. And he is a Gemini sun and a Gemini or Cancer moon. So he came to this world to really be himself. He has his son, Mercury, and Venus conjunct her south node in Gemini. So this is potent. When I saw this, I was like, okay, I kind of get it. Because before I was like, okay, I, I maybe this is just her thing. But this is like potent. And it's also in Gemini. So it's going to be about splitting, maybe duplicity. It's usually people who like have a lot of fun talking to each other and can like sort of carry on a conversation all night and be like, wow, where did the time go? But it's Venus, which is love. So her south node conjunct is Venus. He feels like, oh, I- you know, I married someone forever, but this is actually the forever. His son conjunct her south node. It's going to feel comfortable. And then his Mercury there too, which rules both his son and his Venus is sort of like, okay, this is all very, he's really sure about this. I would say, I don't necessarily know about her, but for her too, having someone's son on your south node and their Mercury and their Venus, it's sort of like they're talking to a part of you that you don't always like, you know, that you can like really tap into and you're like, okay, I'm comfortable here. I feel free well also too like a lot of people say venus on the south node like south node connections are past life in some way but that's like especially like a like you were probably together romantically in a past life i hope she comes out with past life songs on her next album and then we can speculate about them (laughs) her Um, next album is just called past lives yeah (laughs) his south node and maybe his moon in cancer are conjunct ariana's son in cancer so this is them both they both of their south nodes are conjunct their son so they have this like real comfort they it so your son is like how you shine how you want to be seen like you know what makes you like really feel zhuzhed up and so when someone's south note is there it's sort of like you see me you know me and like vice versa it's like this really comfortable feeling and if his moon is there too um i mean his moon will be conjunct by by in like a degree aspect but not by sign unless it's in cancer so his moon being on her son is going to again sort of be like like her you know like her animus really connects with his anima they can sort of like she can bring out the softness in him he can sort of make her feel really capable and like the star also his jupiter is conjunct her mars and virgo so this is horny especially in virgo yeah, those are certified I freaks feel- yeah, I feel like their sinister yeah. is actually really good. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so so Jupiter, his Jupiter is debilitated. It's in detriment. But her Mars is going to be very exacting. So together they can be like a real power couple. She might dominate him a little bit. I don't want to speculate about their sex life. That's a little weird to me. <laughs> but yeah, also, so this is something that's interesting to me. Her IC, which is in your chart, in anyone's birth chart, it's the point of endings. It's a point of your home. It's a point that sort of can relate to your parents and your origin story, maybe. Um, it's conjunct his Juno in Taurus. And so once again, Juno is the partner. Taurus is all about lifelong commitment. 
you know, Taurus is uh, the opposite of 50 Cent in that it's into having, making love, not into having sex. And so I wonder if her, <laughs> my uh, little theory here is that if your IC like is a if your IC touches someone else's thing, could that be like personal endings for like I know it's the IC is personal endings, but can your IC end something for someone else? And in this case, did was hers able to end someone's marriage? Like, um, mm. you know, no, that is like basically the opposite. Yeah, of like it's not affecting you. Like your IC yeah. is like ending something for someone else. Something that we can think about moving forward no their child chart is like pretty wild like i feel like yeah not that i want to think about them having sex but i feel like it's like <laughs> it feels wrong actually you know charged. it just some, for yeah. some reason feels wrong i don't want to think about spongebob in that manner but also he not only like the people keep talking about him as spongebob but do you know what role he plays in the in wicked tell me it's in this movie no it's like the a munchkin. weird character he's the fucking munchkin He's the main munchkin. In, I was a head so it's like, munch. she's like the good witch, and it's like glamour, and then Build she's up. like literally hooking up with the munchkin. Wow, that's, that's for munchkin sure. Munchkin Spongebob. There are thousands of thousands of pages of fan fiction written about that, so they are really making oh someone's life happy, so cool for Yeah, them. I mean, I don't know, but she also, big news is that she recently got a tattoo of her character in Wicked on her hand. Interesting, so she's <laughs> memorializing herself, what? that's cool. Memorializing she herself. She's just getting, like, weird tattoos. Just tattoos that, I don't know, symbolize interesting things for her, so... Can't we can't say that that's gonna be that tattoo is about Ethan because this is basically her first huge movie role. So, He's so I'm sure she that got was... a tattoo of, like SpongeBob. <laughs> oh my god! If she got a fucking SpongeBob I mean, tattoo, that would be could pretty hilarious. That would be, so that'd be funny. pretty hilarious. Like SpongeBob with a heart around it. Oh my or god! SpongeBob with like hard eyes in its eyes. Oh wow! Wow, that would be cool. Not for me, but for someone. There's been a lot of scandals surrounding Ariana recently. Dana, do you have any predictions for her upcoming year? Mm, let's see. So she's in a seventh house cancer moon year. So that's an annual perfections. And so the seventh house, once again, relates to marriage and partnership. This is definitely a year where you might get married or divorced. Um, and then cancer and the moon indicates a lot of changes. So the eclipses are for sure going to be important for her in general this year as if you're in a, a cancer slash moon year then those are important but also her moon is going to be eclipsed along with her jupiter so that's pretty intense in her natal and solar return her moon's in libra so that's we always look at where that is in someone's chart and so that's going to be you know now libra the sign of relationships and the seventh house being the house of partnerships this is definitely going to this is always going to be a year of relationships for her also her natal seventh house has the sun and mercury so this is also about you know maybe in some ways, she maybe that getting the tattoo on her hand of a character she's playing was her being like, okay, I need to get a tattoo because I'm in a new relationship and I've broken someone else's up, but maybe I shouldn't get one for him this time. Maybe I should get it for myself. And that sort of relates to the sun. Um, and the Mercury can be like her being in the news a lot. Mercury is all about discourse and talking. It can also be about changes. So that's interesting. Also, she has Mercury, which rules her sixth house, which indicates that at some point in her life, she probably was going to date a coworker if she hadn't already. The sixth house is about coworkers. It's about colleagues. It's about what you're subjugated to. It's about sort of like daily routine and habits. And then her soul return. The south node is also conjunct her natal midheaven. So this it relates to the backlash, right? She's been, you know, sort of at this p potential game for you. The pattern, we'll say, has been, you know, going on for years. But this is the first time that it's been 
you know, all over the internet, at least to my knowledge. Also, her solar return descendant is conjunct her progressed moon, which is in Scorpio, which can be relationship difficulty. I think there are deeper things going on than we know. It could be like hard times, hard endings, right? Getting divorced, I assume. Like, I don't know if people are like, yeah, I'm just getting divorced. It's just pretty chill. But she's going through it in public, and that's a lot. That's the 11th house. So her audience is privy to all of her sort of difficulty. And then it's also her sudden return. So this is tough times, getting, you know, straightened out by life, getting your ass handed to you. And Saturn will station direct conjunct her natal Saturn at zero degrees. So that's going to be pretty intense. But also that means that 2024 can be a time when maybe things start to look up for her because I don't necessarily know that... She's going through an easy time right now, even if she might be in love. I don't know. Her progressed moon is opposite her natal Venus, October 29th, 2023. So that could be a time when we either she can get backlash because the moon opposite Venus can be relating to sort of like the Madonna whore complex. She can get more things pinned on her in public, you know, from the audience. That would be the moon in the 11th house. It's also the one day after a lunar eclipse in Taurus conjunct her IC. So this could be about major endings for her. Maybe that's when like the divorce is finalized, something like that. And her progress, or maybe she'll move at that time. I don't know where she lives now. Maybe she'll live somewhere else around that time. Her progressed Mercury is conjunct her descendant for the next decade or so. So that can be a lot of changes in relationships or maybe like even more people talking about her relationships. It doesn't perfect until September 2029. And and so that it also perfected in February 2014. So I don't know if maybe that's when she was dating Big Sean or what, but that could be like maybe when people started talking about her relationships. Also, her progress moon will cross her natal Pluto in January 7th, 2024. So that could be maybe like a peak difficult time for her. It could be something that we would never know about, or it could be people being really hard on her and projecting on her in like on TikTok or whatever, or, you know, all over the internet. But also her solar return Mars is conjunct her natal Chiron in Leo. So this could just be like a year where she feels like she's battling some demons. And maybe she's blaming herself for stuff. So maybe... Maybe she'll take responsibility for something. I don't know. But there's a lot going on. Interesting. Yeah, I think like the home wrecking thing like is coming to light now. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. been I think there's been a pattern, but I don't know that people have either connected it or if now just because they're older and the stakes are a lot higher. Like Ethan Slater was married and he just had a baby last year. So like it's it's one thing to like cheat with another 24 year old kid like pete davidson and just dick around for a while but it's another thing to like cheat on your husband that you were married to and someone who's also married with a child so i think it's just it's very saturn coming into the picture yeah where's her saturn what house is it in third house interesting what are people in the third house for with their saturn like usually deal with in their saturn return well it could be sort of like realizing things from your grade like it could be whatever wounds you had in grade school and maybe even high school sort of come back to haunt you a little bit so that's because mm-hmm. the third house relates to grade school it could also be siblings so i mean a lot of people are saying that her boyfriend ethan looks like her brother that's very sad in return oh my to the God, third people house. have been saying that and they're not wrong the side by side is uncanny so, so that's also one factor Interesting. that's a very so saturn we'll see what her third, third house, house saturn return brings us but yeah i mean look we can't can't knock her she's an independent woman but 
I think she's got a lot to learn still as we all do in this in this lifetime so we're really excited for her past lives you heard it here first on allegedly astrology jk but in the meantime remember to sign up for our patreon for five dollars a month and get that extra chart about ariana and mac miller's davison chart it's a juicy one and with that i'm elise i'm dana and i'm sarah and this is allegedly astrology bye bye <laughs>